Namaste and welcome to the Buddhism Guide podcast by Yeshi Rabgay. If you'd like more of my podcasts, blogs, videos or guided meditation practices, visit my website yeshirabgay.com and if you'd like to support my work, go to patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide. I hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is called Mangala Sutra, Part 1. For centuries, people have been indulging in superstitions, lucky charms, omens, divinations and fortune-telling. They've used these things to help them make decisions and to keep them from taking responsibility for their own actions. The list of superstitions and omens is endless, but they have one thing in common. They are totally irrational and based on fear and ignorance. Buddha called all of these practices low art, and on many occasions he stated that such things are of no use as we have to take responsibility for our own lives. He believed in individual responsibility, rational thought and social obligations rather than unhealthy fears and irrational superstitions. This point was made very clear in the Mangala Sutra. In this discourse, Buddha was asked what was the most auspicious omens and which one should be followed? He didn't directly answer the question but instead gave guidelines of how we can make our own lives auspicious without relying on outside omens. He spoke about 38 principles that, if lived by, would bring us true protection. These 38 principles gradually lead you on a journey that would see you reforming yourself and turning into a responsible person within society. The excellent thing about this sutra is that it is firmly planted on earth. It is not metaphysical and you're not required to pray to or believe in any superior beings or mythical characters. It's written for ordinary people and so has a universal appeal. It can be followed by anyone as it's not religious and doesn't involve any ritual practices or ceremonies. You do not need to buy anything or even call yourself a Buddhist. It truly is a breath of fresh air. I'll talk about each of the 38 principles over the next few podcasts. Principle 1. Avoid people exerting a negative influence. Who are these people who exert negative influences on us? They could be people who steal, kill, rape, harm others deceive, lie, cheat and generally have no morality and no regard for anyone else. However, they could equally be our friends, family and acquaintances. None of us is perfect. We all have times when we're being negative. Negativity is contagious and our minds are easily swayed into bad ways. That is why we must be on our guard 
and not allow people to influence us negatively. Having said this about negative people, we must be willing to help those who find themselves in bad ways. But it was not saying turn your back on these people. If we can help them in some way, we must. But we must remain fully aware and guard our minds at all times, so we're not adversely influenced by them. Buddha put this at the top of his list of principles, which shows the importance he places on it. We should follow his lead. Principle 2. Associate with people exerting a positive influence. People who exert positive influences on us will help us grow in morality, wisdom and social responsibility. They'll clearly understand their duties within society and know the difference between right and wrong. They'll stay mindful of their thoughts and actions and so will not knowingly cause harm to others. The person can be a parent, a teacher, mentor, friend or just an acquaintance. The important thing is that they have a set of ethics and boundaries that they can learn from and follow. But remember that they are only human and so will have negative lapses from time to time. It's with these people we should be associated because they'll help us understand the importance of virtuous actions and the harm caused by non-virtuous actions. They'll help us cultivate a charitable, compassionate, kind and helpful manner, which will assist us to move smoothly through these 38 principles, so we can reduce suffering for ourselves and others. Principle 3. Show respect to those who have earned it. Traditionally, the commentaries to this text say we should respect our parents, teachers, elders and employers. But I don't think it's up to me to tell you whom you should respect. Nobody knows better than you yourself who is worthy of your respect. What I would say is that respect has to be earned and not given blindly to someone with a title or a person of responsibility or someone older than you. All of these things do not guarantee that a person is worthy of any respect. If someone, anyone, has been of great assistance in your life, then show that person respect. Some people don't like to show respect to anyone, and they probably overestimate their own abilities, and so find it hard to believe someone else can do something better than they can. This is just pride, and something they should work on. When we show respect to someone worthy of it, we are practicing humility, and where there is humility, there cannot be pride. So remember this, Treat others with justice and respect. In the long run, how you treat others will be how they treat you. Principle 4. Live in a suitable location. Now this may sound a bit strange at first, but just think what it would be like to live in a war-torn country or a country ruled by a dictator or corrupt government. It certainly wouldn't be easy to openly follow some of these 38 principles. 
I believe in this principle, Buddha was talking about a place that is suitable both materially and spiritually. When we talk about a materially suitable place, we're talking about a place that is peaceful, secure, healthy, comfortable and well-maintained. It's an area where you can go out after dark and your neighbours are friendly and helpful or, at the very least, they're not causing you any harm. It's not always possible to live exactly where we wish to because of financial constraints or the location of your workplace. However, if we feel safe and the neighbourhood is clean and tidy, this is a materially suitable location. A spiritually suitable place would be a place where you're free to follow these 38 principles, free to have your chosen religion, and free to express yourself spiritually. Many people in the world don't have this freedom, as they're trapped by dictators and religious fanatics. So if we live in a suitably material and spiritual place, that's a blessing. If we don't live in such a place, we have to do the best we can by following the principles we are able to. But remember that no one outside of us can rule us inwardly. When we know this, we mentally become free. Principle 5. To have done good deeds in your past. Some people believe in past lives and karma. Others don't. So here, it's up to you to decide what Buddha meant by the past. If you believe in past lives, you can take it that way. However, if you don't believe in past lives or are not sure, you can take it to mean deeds you have done in the past in this life. It doesn't really matter, as the meaning of this principle will be exactly the same. If you've done good deeds in the past, you'll undoubtedly benefit in the future. If you've been kind and helped people in the past, they will be willing to help you in the future when you need it. If you've refused to help people in their hour of need, you can't expect them to run and help you when you're in trouble. This is known as cause and effect. Whatever actions we do, good, bad or neutral, there will be consequences. It's as if life is an echo, and whatever we send out comes back to us. Cause and effect runs through our lives. Sometimes we can clearly see it, and other times it's not so obvious. If you kill someone and get caught, you'll go to prison. That's the obvious cause and effect. If you tell a lie to a stranger, you may feel that there's been no effect but it plays on your mind and causes you to be tense and ill at ease. This is subtle cause and effect. You may be able to hide this subtle cause and effect by keeping yourself busy. But if you sit down to meditate or relax, it will reveal itself. So, your past actions will help shape your life now and in the future. This is not some metaphysical law, it's just plain common sense. If we do only bad things and harm people all the time, 
our minds are going to be agitated. This will in turn cause our thoughts to be the same. And from that, our actions of body and speech will be harmful. If we don't break the law, we help people, and we are a responsible person in society, our minds will be calm and stable. To sum up, as the cause is, so the effect will be. As the seed is, so the fruit will be. As the action is, so the result will be. This is something we need to constantly reflect on. Principle 6. Be on a suitable path. What is a suitable path? Well, it's a path that is going to bring us a sense of ease and satisfaction with our lives. It's a path that will help us understand our responsibilities and show us how we are interconnected to everyone around us. It's a path that will reduce our suffering and increase our happiness. What it isn't is a path that promises things that it simply can't deliver, such as enlightenment, or a path where we feel we are right and other people's paths are wrong or a path that gives us more pride and other negative emotions. There are many paths we can choose to follow. The path I'm showing you here is directly from Buddha, but without any mysticism or dogma. And so it isn't something that I've simply dreamed up myself. It's a path I am teaching from my own experience, and I'm able to verify it. That doesn't mean it will work for you. The only way you can find that out is by trying the path. No path is going to be clear sailing all the time. We'll hit obstacles along the way, but we shouldn't be put off by this. If we want results, we have to put in the effort. If you are listening to this and thinking it's a good path to follow, but you don't do any reflecting, implementing and reviewing, how do you expect anything to change? If you're a sports person and you don't put in the effort, you're not going to compete in the Olympics. And if you're a student and you don't study, you're not going to pass your exams. If you listen to this but not put in any effort, you'll not get any benefit. This podcast is an extract from my book, Life's Meandering Path. This is the end of this episode, but if you'd like to listen to more of my podcasts, go to my website, yeshirabge.com. So thank you so much for listening. And remember... The only person we can ever really know is ourselves. Bye for now.